Welcome to episode 31 of You Are Not A Frog. Get off your phone. How to limit your social media and news consumption to beat stress and anxiety. These are really difficult times. The coronavirus crisis has come upon us really quickly and it's hard to know what's going to happen, how we'll all respond and when it's going to end. Now, I often describe doctors as feeling a bit like frogs in boiling water. The pan has been heating up very slowly, but over the last few weeks, boy, has the pan heated up really, really quickly. Now, frogs only have two options, to jump out of the pan or to burn out. I still believe that you are not a frog. Even in these difficult times, you have choices and there are small things you can do to keep yourself mentally healthy, to manage your anxiety and to work in a sustainable and resilient way so that we can be in it for the long haul. I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Morris, GP, Tend Executive Coach and Specialist in Resilience in the Workplace for people in high-stress jobs such as doctors. And I'll be talking to friends and colleagues and experts, all who have a helpful take on what's going on and who can share the best resources so that you can look after yourself, make good choices and thrive even through the most challenging of times. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours. Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash getyourlifeback. And also, if you'd like a CPD form for the podcast, which will help you reflect on what you've learned and you can use it for your appraisals, then just click on the link below and we'd be really pleased to give you a CPD form. Now, I'm really pleased to welcome back on the podcast today, Dr. Catherine Hickman. Catherine's a GP in Yorkshire. She's also a tiny habits coach. And we had her on an episode two where she uh, talked to us about these tiny changes that we can make to actually make things better for ourselves. And it's all about putting habits in, not relying on willpower. Now, when I was talking with Dr. Caroline Walker about how to manage our anxiety and stress through the coronavirus crisis, one of the things that we discussed was limiting our social media and limiting our news. So I thought we'd get Catherine back on the podcast to talk to us about practically how can we go about doing this. Here's the episode. So it's brilliant to have with me on the podcast today, Dr. Catherine Hickman. Now, Catherine's a GP. She's a mentor. She's also a tiny habits coach, which is all around behavioural change. Is that right, Catherine? Yes. And we recorded a podcast before, didn't we? So Tiny Habits is the, it was developed by Dr. BJ Fogg at Stanford University. And it's all about helping you change by making the behaviour so tiny that you can do even when you're at your most stressed Yeah, it's a new way of doing things and it's certainly been very successful in my life and lots of my clients and patients, family less so, but work in progress. That's one of those things, isn't it? Everything we learn seems to be really successful with clients and then not quite so successful with family. I did a recording the other day about tiny habits for couples, so specifically for when you're in lockdown with your other half. (laughs) Oh my word, right, I can feel another podcast coming up. I think I need a bit of that. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. The podcast I've said you did has been really popular. I've lost count of the amount of people that say to me, oh yeah, what I do now is a squeegee breath, just like that lovely yeah, doctor said on your podcast. It. Yes, yes, love it. So for those of you who haven't heard the episode, it, a squeegee breath is something that you do in between patients? Yeah, right? yeah. So after I wash my hands, I will do one squeegee breath, which is a deep mindfulness breath. And it comes from actually Dr. Dyke Drummond, who is the physician burnout coach in, in the US. Mm. And I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know what a squeegee was, but it's the thing that you wipe down a, the froth when you're cleaning windows. So it's clearing the fog from the fog from the, the one patient, making it nice and clear, clear intentions ready for the next patient that's no, good yeah, nice. works nicely. Yeah. Well, yeah. someone i spoke to recently tells me he does five press-ups between each patient <laughs> so wow. I mean, yeah hero. <laughs> what, what a hero but the patient's coming in and he's sort of sweating panting and you know, <laughs> don't know what plus the fact i'm not sure about getting down on the floor of most consulting no, rooms no, 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 no. yeah that's, uh, my that's my excuse for not doing any exercise yeah anymore. well absolutely yeah. so we thought today we would get on and obviously we're still in the middle of the corona crisis we are all at most of us working at home apart from people who are going out and seeing patients on the front line and i think for all of us actually whether we are out whether we're seeing patients from home are having a problem with i think phones social media and news and i know this is something that caroline walker was talking about on the previous episodes of the podcast and we're just finding it very hard to limit the amount of time we're spending either checking news stories and I know my husband has been sort of obsessively checking news stories or for some of us it might be obsessively checking Facebook feeds and just seeing what's going on out there and others of us it's sort of WhatsApp groups I mean WhatsApp has gone absolutely mental for me I don't know about you Catherine oh my god I've I've literally doubled the number of groups I'm yeah Yeah. unbelievable Yeah. yeah And then it's actually getting to the point where it's really hard because someone posts something useful and then you can't find it because there's like another hundred comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or wondering which group you've posted the latest mm. gift in, <laughs> whether you're sharing it again with the same group or, oh man. Yeah. But I mean, these things keep us sane, right, don't they? Because I think yeah. the, the first yeah. thing to say is that there's nothing wrong with any of this no. and it's providing a really great way of connecting. And what I've found recently, which has been a revelation, although... I should I guess I must be really dense but my husband showed me how to if you're in a group you can actually call four people at once on on whatsapp that's brilliant isn't it I know it's nice yeah really nice I've actually spoken more to my family in the last week my extended family than have done in the last six months and it's been really nice and it's been you know the connection with friends on zoom and we're doing happy hour we're doing doing all those sorts of things connecting with people I've not been in touch with for years so yeah, absolute. There are absolute positives of social media, definitely. Mm. But it's when yeah you fall down that rabbit hole and suddenly an hour and a half later, mm. yeah, you've come upstairs to get something and yeah. you're down Facebook. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So either it's Facebook silly videos or articles, yeah. or it's yeah. Facebook. You've read something that absolutely scares you. Mm. I did that the other night I read there was a post by a, I think a doctor who's working in ITU and it was a really stark post and it really really unsettled me and it was just before I went to bed I'm not saying the post was wrong at all but I read it at the wrong time yeah, yeah. yeah. and my mind was whirring and so with Caroline we very much talked about limiting news limiting social media and, and trying to sort of focus on the stuff that's helpful and have you found yourself on your phone a lot more recently or have you got this under control Catherine? 
I have. I absolutely have found myself, which is frustrating because, I mean, I'm a self-confessed phone addict. I know I am. And I, I sort of had it under control, actually, by doing a lot of behavioural change things. But of course, then COVID-19 has come along and, yeah, railroaded some of those plans. So I suppose I'm mindful that I know how to stop it. But equally, yeah, sometimes it's very, very difficult to. And equally, it, it, I have been famous. It becomes it's an addiction. It's an addiction about, you know, looking at these morbid stories and then feeling the need to share them I kind of think well I'm in I've read this I want other people to read this I don't want this and I'm waking up early which is something I've not done since a period of burnout Uh, yeah sort of waking up at two o'clock in the morning not specifically thinking about coronavirus but I know it's there I'm trying to read a book at the moment and I keep thinking I'm reading an article on coronavirus and I can't understand why this book which is about the troubles in Ireland isn't talking about coronavirus (laughs) because it's not about coronavirus Yeah. Everything I'm watching, I, I keep thinking that it's yeah. to do with coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. I know it's early days and, and the, the novelty and inverted commas will wear off, but it's, I think it's consuming us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I've just definitely found myself checking my phone a lot more for stuff. And it's not necessarily coronavirus related. I think I've just got into that habit. And I, I think it's probably worth saying it, it's tricky as well when a lot of your livelihood is based around social media as well. Because I know you're a coach, you do stuff online and you moderate a really big Facebook group as well. And I, you know, I'm on Twitter and have an online community. So actually there's quite a lot of checking all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all well and good, but it's all the other stuff as well. When you put that on top of all this, all the stuff that is part of your job, part of your life. I mean, so we have now got two WhatsApp groups for work. So one for the clinicians, one for everybody. So everybody is very much about, you know, morale boosting and funny gifts. And the clinician one is about, yeah, logistics and working from home and rotors and scrubs and and all the other Mm. stuff. Yeah. So we thought we wanted to do an episode on managing our own response with social media and the news and things like that. And actually, Catherine and I were talking the other day and I thought, well, actually, why don't we just put out a live Tiny Habits coaching session where Catherine could coach me and I sort of bear my soul to everyone. (laughs) So I'm not sure how this is going to go, but actually this might be helpful to other people who are experiencing the same sort of issue. So is that all right, Catherine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And I, and I wonder whether it's worth me just doing a literally a one minute overview of what a tiny habit is. That would you know, be really I, helpful. I do a whole day workshop on this, but a tiny habit is basically where it's got three components. So the first one is an anchor or a prompt. So it's something that you are already doing in your life, whether it be getting up in the morning, flushing the toilet, closing the dishwasher, opening the car door, closing the door, walking in the house, hanging up the dog lead, something that is absolutely concrete and automatic in your life, something that you don't have to think about before you do. So you take your anchor and then you take a big behavior that you want to do. So in this case, it would be to reduce social media, but it could be to meditate, to do yoga, to exercise so you take that big behavior and you scale it right back to something tiny so for example uh, you know wanting to drink two pints of water a day you would scale that back to something as tiny as filling a pint glass of water taking one sip wanting to eat more carrots in the day you would scale it back to getting the bag of carrots out or taking one bite of a carrot or you know wanting to do I don't know, Joe Wicks exercise. Instead of committing to the 30 minutes, it would be opening up Joe Wicks exercise video or 
say for example turning on the kettle and doing one squat so you match the behavior with an anchor so you, you align them so after i do the anchor mm-hmm. i will do the tiny behavior and then the thing that's fundamental to tiny habits is you celebrate so Dr. Fogg talks about feeling shine inside. So obviously for Brits, this is difficult to comprehend. Public displays. That's a high five. Absolutely not necessary. And it's got to be absolutely true to you. And feeling shine inside can just smile, a smile or just feeling it, feeling good about yourself. So like this morning, there's this exercise called the, oh, is it the Hindu press up? Something horrific press up thing that I just, I can't do. But I've started doing what I did one last week. I did two this morning. And after each one, I just smiled. And then I went down onto my knees and finished it off. But I felt really good. And when I smiled, I felt good. And I know that I'll be able to do three tomorrow. And I'm just going to gradually build it up. So it's just, it's about making behavior change really manageable and not relying on motivation because we know that motivation goes like that. Yeah. So it's about not taking that out of the equation, getting your anchor that's already fixed, attaching your tiny behavior to it and celebrating your success because emotions create habits good I and about, bad. I was just about to say what's the neuroscience of that so when you're celebrating yeah what happens in your brain as it's essentially it's releasing dopamine it's saying this is good this is something that I want to do and reinforcing that but of course as we know having a drag on a cigarette releases dopamine and it's exactly the same process and very similar with the with you know Facebook Instagram so Facebook you've got that anchor you open up you take your picture you upload it and people start to like it and every time you see a like it's releasing that dopamine this feels good this feels good it's really easy to do it's a tiny behavior and you do it more and more and more and suddenly you're down that instagram rabbit hole yeah, yeah. So, so that's why it's so addictive isn't it that's mm, interesting about yeah. social media and there's a really good simon sinek video which i'll try and find and post and if you've seen it it's him basically saying what are we doing to our children we are teaching well, them yes, to I be have, addicted it's quite a scary thing and it's so yes. so yeah. true but anyway, back to the tiny habits. So the, it's the dopamine of the celebration yeah. that's just reinforcing the habit. Yeah. So you're more likely to do it next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so that's why it's such a great thing to do if you're trying to do more habit, you know, a positive behavior, because it's telling your brain that this is something that you want to do. So, yeah, as I say, I'm doing Hindu push-ups now. <laughs> Can you, I'm sorry, just got to stop here. What is a Hindu push-up? So it's it's where you go on all fours and your head and then you bend right down and then curve all the way up again like that. And then you come back like that. I I can't really, I'm not going to, I'm absolutely not going to demonstrate it. We want you to take a video and stick it on Twitter for us, (laughs) but then we're not going to check it because we will have cured ourselves of our social media. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So there's lots of neuroscience behind all this. Yeah. 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 And lots of research that he's done as well. And, you know, things like, reducing stress levels in nurses specifically in in hospital in america so yeah lots of great evidence out there i mean he's a scientist at the end of the day he's collecting data points and he's working out what works and what doesn't work and certainly what i what i suggest to people before they start to tackle reducing a bad behavior like you know reducing their social media use is actually to get used to change and get used to changing you know getting some positive habits in your life so you learn from that success that actually this is possible and then you start to tackle the big bad behavior but actually you've got to give yourself yeah that that confidence that you can change okay 
So I was just about to say, how does this work when you're trying to stop something rather yeah. than trying to yeah. start something? Does it work in the same way? Yeah, very similar. So as I say, so what I would start with, so for example, so the main one I work with with patients is, is tends to be about losing weight. So, you know, patients who are overweight and, you know, they've struggled with this all their life. By starting to tackle this massive behavior first, it can be completely overwhelming. And actually what I want them to do is actually to start to feel good about themselves, which very often they don't feel good about themselves mm -hmm. at all. So I just start with two very simple habits. And the, the, the ones that BJ Fogg, certainly the, the first one, the Maui habit in the morning, it's his most successful habit. It's the one that becomes most automatic for people. And it's just after I get out of bed and put two feet on the floor, I will say today is going to be a great day. Awesome. Or whatever you want to do. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And okay. So you're starting the day off with something yeah. really positive, and hopefully that almost creates a bit of a domino effect throughout the day. And then I say to them at night, because very often at night it's a difficult time when you're trying to switch off. After your head hits the pillow, I will say one thing that I'm grateful for and then smile. Yeah. So you're ending the, starting the day with something positive, ending the day with something positive. And then I say to patients, and then it's absolutely fine to catastrophize for the next hour about all the awful things in your life, but you have actually started off with something positive and being grateful for one thing might turn into two, might turn into three. And it might just sort of just calm, start to calm your brain. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Right. So that all makes perfect sense. So yeah. come on, let's, okay. let's sort me out. So... The trouble is very often that we sort of start with the big habit, the general habit, the big I want to stop using social media, which sounds nice and crisp and smart and all that. But actually, you know, this is I and I, I've got my ball of wool here because actually I want you to imagine that this general habit is actually made up of loads of different specific yes. habits all entangled in one big beautiful Aldi ball of wool for four pounds <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw that I was like, oh I'll have that <laughs> the middle aisle of Aldi yes. so you want to take your big habits okay. you want to put that in the middle my general habit is I want to stop using social media and then you want to think about all the specific habits that are leading mm. to that so for example scrolling on your phone at night waking up picking your phone up getting onto social media scrolling while you're doing telephone triage which obviously i would never do never during patients you know if you've got the sat nav on just having a quick look you know if it buzzes having yeah. a quick look to whatsapp using it while you're talking to your kids or not talking to your kids just yeah. having a quick look when you're cooking i mean it's yeah yes. seeing your phone, so, so suddenly you've got all these different specific habits that lead to that one big general habit. So you don't start by tackling the big thing. Just as, you know, for example, you know, for weight loss, you know, I want to reduce the amount of junk food that I eat. You don't start with the whole junk food. You think about all the specific times that you are actually eating that junk food, sitting, you know, eating junk food while watching telly, snacking well when you come in from work, cake at lunchtime, all these, all these specific habits. So then you take all those habits again feeling completely overwhelmed and you start with the one that is a little piece of colored wool and you just pull it out and it's gone you start with the easiest one you start with the one that you think actually you know what i can absolutely get rid of that one overnight mm -hmm. and there will be there will be some mm -hmm. so when i was saying that were, were there things coming up to you there were so the thing something that was coming up was when you said, oh, look at it while I'm cooking. So yeah. often I will, I, I think the thing I struggle with is that 
our house now, we haven't got any like normal radios. I can't put the radio on. I have to put my phone on and then get it through the speaker. And, you know, so yes, yeah. I do I have to use yeah. my phone for and recipes are all on my phones. So I have the phone in the kitchen so that I can listen to the radio and listen to the news and stuff like that. But I often, you know, you go to put the news on and then there's a text or the thing and then you look yeah. and then suddenly, oh, well, I'll just check. So I think an, an easy thing would be when I'm in my kitchen cooking or with my family or whatever, I do not check my phone. Yeah. I do not look at my phone. I do not use it there. But equally, as you said, everything sort of is, you have to use your phone to put the radio on or... Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. But then there's something very simple. I have just nabbed. We had given our digital radio away, but then we've now received it back. So I could just plug that in and use that. So actually, that's a, that's a tiny habit. Just listen to the... And I have to pull out my dresser to get the plug in. So that's all that's stopping me is getting someone to move the dresser to plug it in. So that's what I could do is use my digital radio in the kitchen instead. Yeah. And, now, and what about recipes? That's harder. I do have recipe books I tend to use. It's just, so it's less recipes, it's more radio and music. Yeah, okay. But yeah, but swapping. So that would be about sort of swapping a habit. Swapping habit. So the other time is, yeah, sometimes if I've just got a break, I will just pick up my phone and just check for no reason whatsoever. So that is something that could stop. Yep. So that's it. I suppose it's thinking about the prompt. What's the prompt that is making me pick up that phone what's the feeling is it and it's a bit like I you know I talk to patients about you know stopping smoking what's the prompt that makes you reach for that cigarette and you know sometimes it's anxiety and actually working through the the anxiety can lead to reducing the number of cigarettes it's similar it's like I mean it's, it's an addiction isn't it because we're addicted to that dopamine rush and sometimes it's not a dopamine rush, but very often it is. And you see that funny video or, or the oh, loads of people have laughed yeah. at my post or liked my post or loved my post and it feels good. So it's about thinking about what that prompt is and working with the prompt. So can you remove the prompt? Probably not. I think the prompt for me is when it's just a natural hiatus. So we've eaten dinner, we've loaded the dishwasher and I'm just making myself a cup of tea to go upstairs. And I'll probably just have a look at my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wondered, so the prompt might be the cup of tea. It's a bit like, for me, like the prompt cup of tea, something sweet. But it's the, I don't want to give up cup of tea. But very often it's the, you know, what's prompting me to pick. And it's kind of like the comforting, the warmth of the cup of tea. And I'll just snuggle down with a bit of Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. You'll push for time and with over 200 episodes, how do you know which is going to be the one that lifts you out of the saucepan and back to thriving at work? Never fear, the You Are Not A Frog podcast quiz is here. Find out if you're a super squirrel, brilliant badger or mighty mole and I'll send you a personalised playlist with the top five episodes that will make the biggest difference to you. Discover your top of the hops top five episodes sorry and leap into your happiest thriving self again just go to you are not a slash quiz I, mean, I think it's when i pick up my phone to go upstairs so it's this yeah i'm about to go upstairs so i pick up my our sitting rooms on the, the second floor oh, that's okay. why so i pick up my phone to go to the sitting room and that's probably when i'll with my cup of tea that's when i'll check it and this is in the evening yeah. So other than social media and your phone, what do you need your phone for in your living room? 
music again okay but I don't really because quite often we're just watching something on telly so yeah. don't often need music I think I just have it often so at the moment I'm often contacting relatives you know in the evening um, yeah whatsapping everybody so often it's because I need to do a call yeah 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 okay but there is something there about you know physically removing that prompt that's going to trigger you to look at it so one thing that I've done is I've tried to I think there's one thing I'm not quite sure what it is that still buzzes on my phone but other than that there's no yeah the ring yes but nobody ever phones me now do they it's all by message and that's a really good point actually because I have because I do teach teach about productivity and I have removed all my notifications off my phone emails except for whatsapp interestingly whatsapp is still notifying me and my email is still on my front page although I've removed the little notifications from it but and I still have LinkedIn has a little notification number on it so actually one thing would be just to go through and make sure I have definitely turned off absolutely all of my notifications and actually put them on not on my home screen because I often go to my phone and I look at my diary on my phone because I hate my diary on my computer so I do need to check my diary to see what's happening next I've got a brain like a sieve my diary is on the same front screen as my LinkedIn which is now telling me I've got eight notifications and WhatsApp Press me, press me, press me, press me. Yeah, it is. It's, that's what it's, yeah. yeah, I just got to go in there and see what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have definitely changed my home screen and it, you know, that's one step. So there's nothing on there that is social media. There are no emails. I've even got a bright yellow cleaning app that really needs to get removed because that doesn't get looked at at all. But it's got like, you know, my calendar and it's all the things, all the good things. So it's got a five minute gratitude journal meditation app it's got my kindle it's got podcasts so the idea being is that when i open it up i'm hopefully drawn to one of those rather That's than you're seeing the stuff that you want yeah. to do yeah. Yes. Okay. yeah 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 it does it's not perfect because yeah. i know i know where i can find so i've now got so my latest iteration is just to put facebook twitter and whatsapp into a folder and labeled it evil <laughs> okay it's still still there evil folder evil folder and what i do so that my oh it's gone so it's like there there's my evil yeah and i I move it around so i make it more difficult for me to find it this is is about changing your environment to make it harder so when you're trying to embed a, a new good habit you make it easier to do the habit so i probably talked about it the last podcast the biscuit oh no that's about making it harder actually no it's about so for example opening up the fridge and it's just an array of fruit and nice looking fruit and vegetables rather than yesterday's leftover crumble it's appetizing you want to eat yeah. them yeah. But this is about making the environment harder to access yes the evil, the evil file okay <laughs> cool so so far i'm writing all these tips down yeah. sort out my home screen and yeah. stick it all into an evil file or whatever file you want and actually move that file around and not yeah. have it on your home screen on a different thing and turn off all notifications. Yes. I, I know. I, yeah, go on. yeah, I was going to say, I thought I had turned them off. Yeah. Some of them are still pinging. Yeah, same here. In. Same here. Yeah. There's obviously some app that have made it almost impossible to turn it off. But even like some newspaper apps, they will notify you when, you know, Boris Johnson is going live or something. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. don't need to know that. I mean, I know some people talk and I did try it, but immediately stopped it. We're making your phone black and white so it doesn't stand out like the Facebook or the WhatsApp or the little red notifications. But then all your photographs go black and white and... 
Nah. Yeah. So how would I change it? Sometimes I find myself picking up my phone and just clicking, even though I have definitely turned off my email notifications, but I go in there and I yeah. just check through all my accounts anyway. And I've ended up doing that more times in a day than I can count, yeah. which is bizarre. So, I mean, I, I haven't done this, but I've listened to something the other day and it's that her, and um, so it's to do with anxiety and she was given a clicker to click every time she felt anxious and it got to the end of the day she had over a thousand clicks just you know one of those like handheld clicker so i wonder whether there's something about just clicking how many times whether it's clicking or i know I, again something that i did for facebook you can see how long you've been on your on facebook yes. and it, it was seven hours and i seven hours a week oh my god because that's like almost it's work isn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah i always go i just need if i had eight days in a week my life would be fine there you yeah. go I've got eight days yeah so again so another prompt that i put in so i've set a timer on facebook so it comes up so you have used these 10 minutes 10 minutes of facebook so that's a prompt and i mean 10 minutes is actually you know it's, it's nothing really but actually yeah. it's just a reminder that that i tell you what that even the seven hour thing worked amazingly before covid slipped back a bit how um, did you put this timer then on facebook to tell you how long it's, it's in the, it's in the settings okay yeah so settings settings in facebook so just a little and it's a very nice it's not a very you know it's a nice it's a nice yeah. alert it's just okay it's a little bird tweet again i'm not sure whether i told this story last time but a couple of years ago i came home from work and i was 45 minutes early so my whole family were like well, how are you back so early? And I said, I think it's because I left my phone at home. Okay. <laughs> so it was just yeah. a hunch. It was a hunch. But the next day, I left my phone in my pocket, the other side of the room. And again, I, so clearly, I was having an, an additional 45 minutes in my day yeah. of checking my phone. So then when it got to the end of the day, I would then have to do my letters and my tasks and all the things that I had left, mm. which made me get home late so one really useful app that i have it's called the forest app yeah. so my prompt is so after i sit down at my desk this is at work i will open up the forest app and set it for 90 minutes so it works on the principle that you start with a little sapling which i quite like because it very much fits with the tiny habits so it's about you know planting seed in the right place and it will grow without further coaxing so it's a little sapling you set the app and it grows into a tree and if you try and get into your phone it's like are you sure you want to access your phone? Because no. if you do, you will die. I'm like, yes, I need to get into WhatsApp. Oh, and then, and then it has a little... You killed your tree. Little yeah. brown tree. So, yeah, so that's, that's worked really well for me. Okay, so that's good. So there's all these things. So, make it, so let's make the environment more, more difficult to access your yeah. phone. Another thing I find myself doing is... So I'll be working on something. So I've been working on a webinar this morning. And then I'll just turn to my phone and start scrolling through it yeah. and i would love to replace that obviously i needed a break i probably need yeah. i probably reached i don't know 45 minutes and my brain was going hang on a sec just you know but phone was not what it needs so what can yeah. i do to, yeah. to change that so again one of my favorite techniques is using the pomodoro technique which is um i mean i presume it comes from the tomato it's like the tomato timer so you set the timer for 25 minutes that's your pomodoro mm -hmm. and you are only allowed to focus on one thing and nothing else because like when i'm at work 
I'll do a task, then I'll go into results, then I'll be into letters, then I'll be onto Google, then I'll be onto my emails, and then on my phone. As I and I have achieved absolutely zero, completely unproductive. Zero productivity. So one thing I found super useful is setting that twenty-five minute timer and just focusing on tasks, and you're not allowed to do anything else. So, you know, no phone, no email, focus. And then at the end of 25 minutes, and I think there is an app, there is a Pomodoro app you can use. Then you set the timer for five minutes, have five minute break. And that can be five minutes of Facebook, but it's dangerous, dangerous. Mm. But, I, and also, but yeah, me, you probably don't move, do you? You don't move out of your environment if you're just sat on your phone. It's... No, and, and certainly a lot of people I coach, they really struggle with that. So we'll do the first yeah. 25 minutes, but then they either they can't stop because they're in the mm. flow or they set the timer for five minutes and just turn it off. Yeah. so for the ones where they can't get out the flow I say well look when the alarm goes off at 25 minutes just do one thing so after the alarm goes off I will take one stretch and then get back and do it or it's, it's something about that really managing that five minutes so it's planning for that five minutes so something I'm coaching at the moment for we had to go for seven minutes because it took us seven minutes to make that cup of tea but that's all you to so treat the five minutes as seriously as you treat the 25 minutes yeah. Rather than yeah. sort of, yeah, so so five minutes of Facebook is great if you can, but it's easy to just, as I say, because you're addicted, that dopamine is a like boom, boom, firing off yeah. and you yeah. just ignore that alarm. So really focus in on that five minutes, I think. And then you go back to do 25 minutes, either on the same task or something else, five minute break and then a third Pomodoro. And then you have a longer break, say 25 minutes. And it's interesting. So I've been talking and do some well-being and some companies recently and talking to them about five minute breaks, you know, when everyone is really, really, really busy and saying actually the best thing to do in those five minute breaks is not to do more sort of knowledge based stuff, but to do something that absolutely switches oh, yeah. your brain off. So yeah. go for a walk, make a cup of tea, listen to some banging music or even yeah, playing yeah. even playing Tetris. And that's yeah. different to Facebook. Facebook you're engaging, aren't you? You're engaging yes. with written content whereas or video or you know I guess silly I'd probably say silly videos are probably better than actually yeah. reading articles. Yeah, yeah. yeah just something mindless. Yeah. Yeah that just completely blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah okay. definitely. So how am I going to stop just being in the habit of checking my emails all the time? I don't know, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Coach me, coach me. Okay, so when you're designing for a new habit, there are five things. We talk about this at the ability chain. You need five things in place for a behavior to happen. And if not every single one of them is there, then it won't happen. I one part of the chain is broken. So for me, this, you know, this whole seven minute app thing that I was talking about and the Hindu pusher. So, you know, I had the time to do it. It was a free app. I had the mental effort to do it. I had the routine. It was seven minutes. I could easily slip that into my routine in the morning. I didn't have the physical effort. I'd not done proper exercise for a long time. So that was, although it seems easy, and I say to patients, just do seven minute app, it's easy. But actually seven minutes of hard exercise in the morning when my routine was, it's really difficult. So it's the same with when you're trying to break a habit. You need to think, well, okay, at the moment, everything is in place. I've got the time to do it. I've got the money. I've got the physical effort to click on my email. I've got the mental effort to read the emails. And I can easily slip into my routine because my phone is attached to me at all times. So what you need to do is you need to try and break one of those chains. Yeah? Yeah. So whether it is actually, you know, filling your time with something, is there something else that you could be doing that you would much rather be doing than than emailing 
yeah. yeah you know it's about listening to podcasts listening to books doing some yoga which is kind of what we're talking about before we came on air wasn't it meditation mm-hmm. all these things that we say we haven't got time to do me saying that I need an extra day in my week and then I find that I'm spending seven hours on Facebook so it is yeah. about we've got the time because we're using the time to look at emails and social media but it's how else can I fill my time and then I would say well design a tiny habit for something like yoga or meditation mm-hmm. or reading or whatever ever that thing is that you want to do like my daughter was saying earlier oh, I really want to learn the guitar and I really want to learn how to do the Rubik's Cube in this covid holiday i was like well fine you know just open up a youtube video and she's yeah. like oh, and do a tiny habit yeah. mommy yes do it ah. okay yeah. i've got something i've got something in my office just over here yeah. is my keyboard it's my piano i love music i don't think i've played the piano for six months yeah and i could instead of in my five minute break just jumping on my emails and checking through yeah. it would take me three minutes well i could go and play my piano for three minutes so i'd yeah. like to do that so yeah, brilliant. Or even I would, I would, yeah, I'd start even smaller, I would okay. say. So it's an electric keyboard, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, it's like uh, a, one of those pianos that is actually electric piano. Yeah, so after I stand up, I will turn on the piano. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so that's what I need to do. I need to... Yeah. So what will my anchor be then? So it's just next to you, is it? It's literally there, yes. Well, you could, say some, you could say something like, after I think about checking my emails, I will get up and turn my piano on. Okay. Or after yeah. I reach over to pick my phone up, I will stand up and turn my piano on. Okay. So we start with literally that small, I'm literally going to oh, yeah, turn yeah, it on. Tiny. Because, okay. this, you know, this is a big thing. You've got a big thing, a big one of those. Yeah. And But you've also got to introduce a new habit, which is hard, but tiny habits makes it really easy. Okay. And then just by that process of switching on and celebrating, so you're firing off that dopamine. This is something that I love mm. to do. What am I mm. doing? Why am mm. I spending my time on email that's bringing me misery when I could be playing the piano, which has given me so much joy yeah. and something yeah. that I love to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's looking at the time element, definitely. Money, I was thinking about this earlier. Money, I don't know how you would make that hard. I mean, you, you could do something like, I don't know, maybe like really limiting your data or something. If you were really that desperate, really limit your data. So when you go over it, you then have to top it up. I mean, I, my old plan, I did used to quite regularly run out of data and that worked because I never used to pay extra. I just used to. So then you just yeah. couldn't check stuff. Oh, that's yeah, clever. Check it. But that's, that's, I would say that's pretty extreme. Yeah. I did hear of something where if you're trying to take up a new habit yeah. um, and like say running or something like that, you could set up this thing where you had to do it every day. If not, you set up that you give your credit card number for every day you don't do it. They donate a set amount of money to Trump's re-election fund. <laughs> that's, that's, that is, that's brilliant. Wow. That would make you get out and go for a run, wouldn't it? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's for people that are really serious about yeah. penalising themselves if they don't do something. Yeah, I know, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. maybe if you do do something, if you give up smoking and you have the cigarette, then that, you know, that's a tenner. 
Yeah. Like that. That's great. I love it. But the other one is physical effort. So, I mean, again, you can go extremes. You can buy boxes that you can put your phone in and it locks down. You know what? If I just put this somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Literally not that. next to me. Over on that chair over there. That would yeah. stop. That would physical stop the just, oh. Exactly. So, yeah. so that for me, that was putting in my jacket across the room. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I'll put it in my bag now or I'll put it mm-hmm. the other side of the room with Forest app turned on. And yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, or just leaving it upstairs just complete yeah okay great so i think i've got a load of stuff that i can do so i'm going to sort out my home screen get an evil folder for my turn off all my notifications i'm going to get the forest app put a timer on facebook use the pomodoro technique and when i get the urge to check my emails i need to switch off i'm actually going to stand up go and switch my piano on and celebrate that i've turned it on and if i feel like it i will go and play it yeah because as i say plant that seed in the right place and it will grow on its own without further coaxing so just uh, just that one tiny behavior the idea is is that it grows into something bigger and soon you'll be playing sonatas again brilliant so that's really helpful what i do want to touch on before we finish is so what we're not saying is that social media is bad or that the news is bad you know because actually these things are are pretty necessary i mean this is how we communicate these days what would you suggest about you know when we're tempted and um, we're also not saying that looking at difficult stories and reading difficult stuff and seeing difficult news is bad because we need to be updated so how would you be advising people they should manage that would you suggest they just did it at a particular time of day or put a time limit on yeah I mean again I don't don't want to be too specific because I suppose that that kind of goes against the grain of but I think I, I certainly think about avoiding it at night, definitely. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you were to, it's almost a bit like, you know, for proving your sleep, it's about, you know, limiting caffeine after midday. Okay. You could treat it like that. You're not going on your news website after three o'clock or something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But again, it's, you know, what's going to stop you doing it? It's, it's about having some, so at three o'clock, it's put, maybe putting the phone somewhere that it's out, out yeah. of reach. And what would you say to someone who would say, well, you know what, there are all these people that are having an absolutely dreadful time. You know, people are losing people. My colleagues are out there. I need to be up to date. What's happening? I feel like I'm betraying them if I'm not reading about it. What would you say to people? Yeah, and I agree. And, and, but I think it's just about keeping it in manageable chunks, yeah. but also filling your life with other things that you yeah. do enjoy. You then maybe realise that you don't need so much once you've actually... Yeah started playing the piano or doing yoga doing especially at the moment when we do have more time on our hands Mm -hmm. just because we can't go out so actually just fill you know it's sort of filling it with one and reducing the other and realizing that actually you can probably get the right amount of feeling that you're supporting your colleagues and empathy in a much shorter amount of time rather than it encroaching you know onto it's almost like the 80 20 isn't it you want to flip it so it's 80 percent good 20 percent reading horror stories and flip it the other way yeah 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 so it's not that we don't want to support people out there whatever it's just that yeah. actually we need to pay attention to that stuff that's going to be helpful for us at the moment and because yeah. we need to be as fit and as healthy as we can possibly be so we can get out there and help other people yes absolutely mm. yeah great so Catherine, do you have three top tips for anybody who's wanting to get a handle on their phone their social media use what would your three yes yeah. so i would focus on creating new habits so new habits things that um you're going to be able to introduce into your life quickly and it's very much around things that you 
want to do, not feel that you should do. Yeah. We're going to, you know, design for stopping a habit and you're going to imagine that ball of wool Imagine it all to those. Some of those will be completely knotted and tangled and other bits will just be a little bit of colored wool that just needs to be pulled out. So always focus on the easiest thing first. Um, and the third one, look at changing your environment. So how can you make it harder to access that social media? So by removing the prompt or avoiding the prompt or harder to do, but ignoring the prompt. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much. That has been enormously helpful for me. I'll let you know how I'm getting yes, on. <laughs> and, and if anyone else wants to sort of join me in doing this, then you can always join the Shapes Collective Facebook group where I'll, I will commit to posting every day in there about how I'm doing. Now, I just realised what I've said there. <laughs> I'm going to commit yes. to posting in social media how I'm getting on not doing social media. But hey, you know, we can, we can live with these sort of dualisms, can't we? So Catherine, yeah. if anyone wants to get hold of you, how can they contact you? So I work with Caroline Walker as part of the Joyful Doctors um, and also I'm a, a Tiny Habits coach as well. So yeah, best way to brilliant. get in touch. And I will put the links in the show notes. Put the links in the show notes, brilliant. Yeah. So we're going to hear lots from Catherine again because you've piqued my interest now in how to avoid killing your other half while you're at home. Yeah. Was that the title of your webinar? It was. I think it was, it was just tiny habits for couples, couples during coronavirus. Okay. Yeah, interesting. And what was interesting, it's all about how it doesn't have to be both of you changing to get together. And actually, if one of you is changing, it becomes ideally a bit of a ripple effect. So right. yeah, that's right. We're going to get you back really soon to talk about that. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. And see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues. Please subscribe to my You Are Not A Frog email list and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, then please leave me a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. So keep well, everyone. You're doing a great job. You got this.